0: Greetings, and welcome to the Rabbi Patrick Podcast, Episode 2, Converting to Judaism is Insane. (laughs) I'm glad that you got through the first episode and have decided to follow with me on this series of podcasts about converting to Judaism, and uh, if you are just now checking this out and you skipped the intro, uh, well, you should go back and listen to the intro. Uh, That first episode has some real gems, let me tell you. So... In this episode, why people convert to Judaism, what the heck is the matter with all these people, plus what Google wants me to talk about. So why do people convert to Judaism? This is a question I get asked a lot, but it's usually why did I convert to Judaism, which I covered in the previous episode, so ha ha ha, you better go listen to it. But it's true, so I work with a lot of students through darshanyeshiva.org, and uh, right now I think I have somewhere personally around six or seven students, um, and then collectively all of the rabbis right now, I think we have around 60, so we have a lot of students, and um, and, you know, I get asked when people uh, find out what I do for a living and what my rabbinate is, you know, usually they say, you know, what synagogue do you work for? Because that's their frame of reference for rabbis. And I tell them, well, actually, I don't. I've, I do this other thing. Uh, often I get asked, you know, well, why would people convert to Judaism? And there's a lot of sort of stereotypes about who converts to Judaism and why. Um, and there's really no one talking about why people convert to Judaism, who have not only converted but are now in these uh, leadership roles. Now, I should say there are great pod—excuse uh, me. There's great websites out there where converts have uh, talked very openly about their conversion process. There are uh, converts who have become rabbis, uh, but I don't know of a podcast that talks about it. So I hope to fill that niche, or is it niche? I think it's niche. So. Let's talk about why people convert to Judaism. Obviously, there is a ton of variations, and I'm not going to sort of be able to get to every single thing, uh, but I'm going to sort of paint with a, a big brush on this. So, one thing. Connection to God. This is a very big one, and in the Jewish community, it's interesting. We kind of, we like Israel, more or less. We like grandma's brisket recipe, Bubby's recipe, uh, more or less. Um, And we like Passover because we like to make fun of how horrible matzah is and things like that. But God is often something that freaks us out outside of the Orthodox community and even then really outside of uh, sort of Hasidic community. Um, In some cases, Orthodoxy kind of replaced God with halacha. Now that's a Again, that's a huge broad brush. That's certainly not true of everybody, but in some cases, there's an orthopraxy that uh, has done that. So, connection to God is really a big thing. I mean, a lot of people legitimately believe in sort of the one God, the oneness of the universe, the singular connection of all of this stuff. Uh, to one powerful entity or spirit or voice or sort of energy um, that pervades per, uh, pervades everything, right? That's just, it's like the force. Um, and Judaism being one of, if not the earliest, monotheistic religion, and there's some scholars who would debate that, there's an interesting sort of cult in um, Egyptian Paganism, or whatever term you want to use, the Egyptian mythology history, where uh, there was one pharaoh who said that they should all worship one deity. You know, is that monotheism? Is it sort of a segue from polytheism into monotheism? Uh, sometimes that's called henotheism uh, or monolatry, which is an awesome word to say, monolatry. Sounds like Monopoly. Um, So, in any case, certainly I think Judaism has historically gotten the credit for monotheism, whether that's true uh, or not. Um, But in any case, there's a lot of people who just simply believe in one God and they read Jewish texts and they think about the holidays and uh, certainly in Western culture, the Bible, uh, whether it's the Hebrew Bible or whether it's the Christian uh, canon, uh, certainly plays a huge role uh, in society and sort of in our popular consciousness. So if you are thinking that there is a God and you feel that connection to God, uh, but perhaps, uh, you know, New and Old Testament are not sort of working for you, uh, or Islam is not working for you. Judaism sort of has that place. So that's a really big thing. Um, Now, if it's not simply just ethical monotheism, which you can have without religion, um, what is it that's unique about Judaism? I talked in episode one, my theory of the universality and the particular, and how those two things play together. But there's a lot of other things. A lot of people really like how Jews approach religion, or how Judaism approached religion. Uh, that simply the philosophy of, you know, asking questions and debating. Uh, there's a great, it's the last episode of the last season of Orange is the New Black, where Uh, The woman converts to Judaism, and she says, all my life I've been told what to believe, and I found a religion that allows me to question. So that's something that a lot of people get out of Judaism. There's also things that Judaism has built into it that can act as really terrific sort of milestones. So it's things like the life cycle and the celebration of life. In fact, the way that Jews say cheers when you're having a glass of wine or whatever is to say l'chaim, to life. Um, So there's the life cycle. There's holidays. The holidays not only commemorate historic events or mythological historical events, depending on how you want to look at it, but also the seasons the change in temperature, the change in the environment, all of uh, the things that happen in the natural world around us. Judaism has ways of touching on that. Um, Judaism has ways to deal with grief that are really spectacular, um, and lots and lots and lots of other things. So Judaism, in the words of Sean Landris, who's a a really cool uh, sort of Jewish innovator, very inspirational guy, works with a lot of Jewish nonprofits um, and funding organizations, things like that, he said that being Jewish is a great way to be human. Um, and so Judaism, having all of these really interesting, terrific uh, inroads into your humanity and into spirituality are fantastic. Then there's Jewishness. Uh, so when you convert to Judaism, you have obviously everything that is belief-oriented and text-oriented, and um, and sort of academic about Judaism, but then you also have Jewishness, and Jewishness is the idea that you belong to Kalal role, that you belong to a great Jewish community, and this is a community that supports itself, um, that Jewishness built into it uh, has a particular cultural framework that is independent of religion, um, although I would say that it's more of one hand washing the other in terms of religion influences Culture and culture influences religion. That religion is part of culture. But Jewishness is really a sense of having a spirit, a Jewish spirit, um, a, as some people would call it, Yiddishkeit um, or Menschkeit, that you have this. Um, energy about you and this framework and these other people who have this with you, and regardless of how you and another Jewish person may disagree on religion or religious practice or beliefs or the importance of this thing over that thing or or whatever, that you have this bond of Jewishness, which has very little to do with Judaism. So some people really like that. They like the idea that they are connected to others. And in that same spirit, there are people who convert to Judaism because they see this Jewishness and they see this this Judaism through another person. So perhaps they love a Jewish person and they are introduced to these things or, in a lot of cases that I've encountered, a person was already interested in converting to Judaism, or maybe they were sort of rounding out the process, and then they found a Jewish person whom they fell in love with, um, and that sort of completes the picture. In some cases, it's wanting a Jewish family. So they were already there, they were already interested in converting, but they wanted to go on ahead and convert because they wanted to love their Jewish partner, and then have this Jewish family with them. So, why do people not convert to Judaism? Backing up slightly, no one, no one, no one, I don't care who you are, this is absolutely etched in stone, uh, Ten Commandments truth. For real, Moses on Mount Sinai, legit. No one converts to get married at least in the United States, no one, period, end of story, please feel free to send me hate mail to podcast at rabbipatrick.com because it is so not true that people convert to Judaism to get married. What do I mean by that? Number one, in a secular society where marriage is a civil act and not simply a religious act, People do not have to become anything in order to get married. Absolutely, that is the law. Anyone can marry anyone. Particularly now that we have marriage equality. Woohoo, marriage equality. Glad that I got to see that in my lifetime. Um, You can marry who you want. If you're an adult and the other person's an adult, you can get married. So... This idea that people get married, that that, uh, people convert in order to get married, doesn't really work. The evidence to that is the rate of intermarriage. So, if people were really converting in order to get married, what that would mean is that the intermarriage rate would be incredibly low. uh, Because you would have all of these non Jewish people converting to Judaism, becoming Jewish, and then having a Jewish wedding. Um, you would not have interfaith. Now, is it possible that people delay the conversion process get married and then convert? Sure. Absolutely. I can totally see that. Um, But no. (laughs) I'm going to be a jerk about this one because the statistics don't lie. The intermarriage rate in this country, in the United States, regardless of Jews and non-Jews marrying each other, is very high. Um, It's slightly less when you talk about Jews and non-Jews. So, some people have actually argued that if you compare Jews against all other people uh, in the United States, that our intermarriage rate is actually fairly low, um, but then you look at it from the other side, you look at it from the Jewish side, and it's incredibly high. So, um, you know, however you want to look at it's up to you. People look at things through their own sort of lens. Uh, But in any case, you don't have to convert to get married. Is there a potential of stigma from the Jewish family that you as a non-Jewish person are marrying and sort of the thing of the kids won't be Jewish, the grandkids won't be Jewish? Yes, uh, that's definitely true in orthodoxy. Um, In conservative reform Reconstructionist, among secular Jews, it's not really there. Uh, Not like it used to be, at least. Um, I did a wedding once, I do interfaith weddings, and I had um, a person who uh, was Jewish, was marrying a non-Jew, and that person's mother, uh, I found out from uh, one of her parents, uh, was a um, Jew by choice. And so I thought it was very interesting that in one generation before, there was a conversion, uh, if you believe it, in order to get married. And then here we are, one generation next, and uh, you have someone who is not converting to get married. Um now what is that family story you know was there pressure to convert was there not you know if, obviously I don't know and if I knew I wouldn't share it anyway but uh I I really don't believe that people convert to get married the numbers just don't show it um Another important thing, too, is that you can't do a conversion. If you're a rabbi, you can't be on a bet den and help someone convert under duress. Um, I actually had someone who wanted me to do a conversion very quickly. Um, so that they could technically have a Jewish child, um, and I couldn't do it. Uh, and I've actually I've had this happen to me a few times where I haven't been able to help uh, because it's technically considered a conversion under duress. Um, and my attitude is, you know, you can always do a conversion for uh, the parent and child later. Uh, there's nothing to stop you from that. So, uh, in any case, yeah, marriage. May be a part of it for some people. Generally speaking, uh, people who are marrying a Jewish person and want to convert, it's not that they are converting so that they can get married. Um, They are not uh, converting because the Jewish spouse has told them to. We as rabbis, unless there's some great Jewish conspiracy (laughs) that I'm not familiar with. Um, We just don't do those kinds of conversions. We would refuse to uh, because it would be unethical and it violates Jewish law anyway. So this does not happen. Again, feel free to send your hate mail to podcast at rabbipatrick.com. Converting, similar thing for the kids. Um, Now, I did say earlier that people will convert as part of loving a Jew, and wanting to have a Jewish family. Um, Converting for the kids, though, is another one of those things where it's conversion under duress. Also, if you already have children and you want to have a Jewish household, the degree to which there are interfaith resources um, really, I think, honestly, Negates the need to convert for people who would be doing it because they felt they had no other choice. So let me unpack that a little bit. If your sole reason for converting is because of your children and you already have those kids, it kind of means that the Jewish spouse didn't really care anyway. Um, And then additionally, because The Reform Movement, Reconstructionist, Renewal, Secular Humanistic Judaism, uh, Post-Denominational Resources, all have um, a network like interfaithfamily.com or maybe .org. Hopefully I didn't screw that up. Google Interfaith Family, Jewish, you'll find it. Um, because all of these things are out there, and you can very much, at least in the United States, have the Christmas tree and the menorah right next to each other, um, there just isn't that push to force conversion in order to have uh, shalom bait, which means um, like uh, peace in the home, to have a cohesive uh, family. Um, and people don't really think that way as much as they used to. Um, So, for the kids, no one's converting for the kids. Moving to Israel. Um, Now, there are people who have approached myself, and and I know stories from other rabbis, uh, who want to convert, and they want to know what that means for their status in Israel. Very few people want to convert to Judaism just for the sake of moving to Israel. Matter of fact, if you want to move to Israel, if you want to make Aliyah, even if you're not Jewish according to whichever standard Knesset uh, happens to have decided that day uh, in the va'ad of um, uh, the Rabbanim, or the Rabbanut, I should say, in Israel, if you don't fall within their particular halakhic uh, standards of the week, You can still move. I'll give you a great example. Technically, in Israel, um, I would not be considered a Jewish citizen. Um, At certain points in history, where it is now, I'm not sure. Um, I converted uh, with a Reconstructionist rabbi. I'm not sure uh, where that sort of stands right now. Um, I have a friend who's a Reform rabbi who had his conversions challenged in uh, the secular court in Israel, and they won. Um, Now, in the religious court, they lost. Uh, But it doesn't matter, because in Israel, secular law trumps religious law. In any case, um, I could move to Israel right now, and I could be a citizen of Israel. Not a problem. My status as a Jew may or may not come into question, Um, but I could just move. I could go and do it. No problem. I know plenty of people who have done that. I know of people who have converted and moved to Israel and not had a problem. Um, So, Uh, The moving to Israel thing, um, yeah, you can convert to move to Israel, but it's not a guarantee. Some people are able to do it. Some people aren't. It's kind of a weird process. Um, My official policy as a rabbi is if you come to me and you say, I want to convert to Judaism and move to Israel, I want to make sure that doesn't mean in order to move to Israel. So far, I haven't had anyone who has said, I want to convert in order to move to Israel. Maybe Israel is a part of the game plan, um, at which point you educate them on the ins and outs and the topsy turvy of uh, what it means in terms of Jewish identity in Israel and conversion. But in any case, no one's converting to Judaism just because they desperately want to live in a desert land that is the size of New Jersey. So, lastly, why people don't convert to Judaism money, success, fame, and glamour. <laughs> No one converts to Judaism for the money. No one converts to Judaism because they think it'll make them more successful or famous uh, or because it is necessarily glamorous. And if you catch where that phrase, money, success, fame, and glamour comes from, congratulations, you either love Felix de Housecat or you've seen the movie Party Monster. So, rapid-fire answers to Google's greatest questions. If you type in... Uh, why people convert to Judaism in Google. There's sort of suggested questions at the bottom. So <laughs> this happens with Google anyway. If you type in something and then you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's recommended searches. So I typed in just for fun, why people convert to Judaism. And I wanted to see what Google would turn these que- that question into. So I decided, looked it over, and I was like, I'm going to turn these into rapid-fire questions. So, thank you, Google. Your search algorithm has given me content for the podcast. So, question one. How many people convert to Judaism each year? The honest answer is we have no idea. Uh, in spite of anti-Semitic beliefs that there is a great Jewish conspiracy, we are some of the most disorganized people Ever, we are so fractured and fragmented, and we're all doing our own thing all at once um, that it is very difficult to measure anything in a concrete way. Just as a side note, whenever there's a population statistic that comes out, I like quadruple check it, um, and even with the intermarriage question that I brought up earlier. I double, triple, quadruple checked that because I just do not trust Jewish surveys, period. Um, uh, But in any case, um, how many people convert to Judaism each year? The uh, newspaper Haaretz, which means the land, it's an Israeli um, newspaper, which is a blog, really, uh, had this article from last year where by denomination... Um, it had said how many conversions happened. And even then, within those three, no one really knows. So it only picks off the top three. I really, that really bothers me. But in any case, uh, reform, less than 1000 a year. They said between 800 to 900 So what do you do with that? A conservative claims 3000 a year, which I think is really incredible if that's true. Um... Fascinating that they would claim that they have three times the number of conversions. Although, you know, it may be possible. Um, I don't really know. Um, f- frankly, orthodoxy was too spread out to know. Um, the website claimed that it was around a 1,000 over the course of seven years, uh, and that was the RCA uh, who does those conversions. That leaves out all of the other Orthodox groups that may do conversions, all of the other Beit Dean all across America, all across the world. So I don't exactly know on that one. No one knows anyway. So perhaps less than 1,000 a year if you combine them all together. Um, as far as Reconstructionist and Renewal and Post-Nominational, couldn't find anything online, unfortunately, about that. Next question, which is not a question, is I want to convert to Judaism. Well, uh, I will cover that in several other podcasts. Is it hard to convert to Judaism? Yes and no. Yes, in a very unusual way. It's not the studying. It's not the... um, Acclimating to a Jewish community. That's not the hard stuff. Uh, The hard thing is uh, talking to your friends, talking to your family, talking to your spouse, talking to your children, um, sort of renegotiating the boundaries of your life. Uh, Those things are actually, I think, personally the hardest part. Uh, Reasons to convert to Judaism. Uh, There's actually a YouTube video that a rabbi did where he actually said, like, if you're considering a new religion, here's what Judaism has to offer, which I think is pretty cool. You know, reasons to convert to Judaism, you know, I said that earlier, connection to God, connection to the Jewish uh, religion, uh, connection to other people across generational and ethnic and cultural and geographic boundaries. Uh, If you love a Jewish person, you want to have a Jewish family, all good reasons. And of course, because I've already kicked this dead horse, don't convert to get married. Uh, How many people convert to Judaism each year? That's just another variation on the question that was just asked. How long does it take to convert to Judaism? There are some Orthodox communities that make you take two years. You have to move into that community, in some cases actually moving into a home environment with an Orthodox family, um, and in some cases really cutting ties with your um, with your family, with your biological or adoptive family. Um, they really want you to cut it off. That's one particular group. Um, In other cases, it's a year, so a lot of rabbis want you to observe the full calendar uh, of Judaism, and that's because so much of Jewish life revolves around Shabbat, holidays, these life cycle milestones. They want you to have the full picture of each holiday. Um, Some rabbis don't feel that way. Some feel like it should be less than that. Um, It really depends on the rabbi, the community, and the movement that the rabbi is affiliated with that's going to affect those things. So, um, you know, there's an episode I'm going to do where I talk about how you find um, a rabbi, which it's actually a little bit of a trick question because I don't think you find a rabbi. You find a community. That'll be the next episode I do. Um, But you're talking about six months to a year, usually. Darshan Yeshiva is 10 months. Um, How to convert to Judaism online? Well, funny you should say that. DarshanYeshiva.org. If there was ever a time to do a plug, thank you Google for asking the question, how to convert to Judaism online. Just, I want to put it out there, no one converts to Judaism online. At least no one that I know of. Um. There is no sort of cyber bet din. There, <laughs> there is no way to do a circumcision on the internet. If there is, that's gross and weird, and I'm against it. Um, you know, there's no way to do a mikvah online. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to put a webcam into a mikvah, or are you going to, you know, have someone jump in their bathtub while holding their cell phone on FaceTime? Um, That wouldn't even be kosher anyway. Uh, But no one converts to Judaism online. It has never existed, to the best of my knowledge. Now, there may be some program out there where it's like, you know, everything is done on Skype or something like that. I I don't know. Um, I'd love to know if there is. That's pretty interesting. Um, That's not the way we do it. It's not the way I do it. Can you do your education online? Absolutely. That's what we do. Can you meet with your mentor on the phone or on Skype or FaceTime? Absolutely. We do that. No one converts to Judaism online. That's a shorthand for how do you do your conversion education online. And that's how you do it darshanyeshiva.org. Or perhaps there's, you know, other rabbis out there who do online-type stuff. Um, Quite honestly, I just don't follow that. Um, I just don't have time. Uh, I suppose there are probably other people out there. Matter of fact, I know there are other people out there. Um, I don't know what they do in terms of their programs, and I wouldn't want to guess anyway. So, that's that. All right, so, in the next episode... I'm going to talk about how to find a Jewish community.